This is Album Worms. It's like a book club, but for albums. I'm Sean. And I'm Chris. On this episode, we will be discussing Jason Isbell and the 400 Units' latest release, Reunions. Let's get started. Welcome to Album Worms. All right, Chris. Good to be back discussing another record with you. Definitely. Definitely. I've been having fun so far. I hope you have. It brings me so much joy when you're like texting me back and forth and we're talking about different elements of the record. There is no, there's not much more that can bring me joy than to have kind of those music nerd conversations. Oh yeah. It's, it's fun. You know, it's kind of, really neat to really examine a record and listen to it and i think the last two times we've done this or you know i've really kind of been able to pick apart an album and i'm listening for more things you know like i'm kind of more aware of things it's 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 really fun yeah because even as both of us are music nerds but even just doing this process has made me more aware and realized that when I'm usually, most of the time I'm listening to music in the background and when I get a chance, I try to be intentional mm-hmm. about listening to it and discovering new music. But I, I work uh, a lot, so I listen to music while I'm working. Yeah. So that's my main, that's like eight, nine hours a day listening to music. Yep. And I realized yep. from doing this how much I'm kind of missing by not enjoying um, and kind of dissecting what it is all about. So I really enjoy doing this with you. It's, it's definitely the same for me at the barber shop. You know, we have music on, but you know, we're not really, you know, listening to every little thing about it. You know, we're just, usually it's just background noise, you know, while people are getting their haircuts or, you know, you're not really paying attention to the music, you know, but it's nice to be able to kind of take time out of the week and pick an album and just kind of go through it and listen to it. Yeah, totally. And I hope that kind of inspires others to join us along this journey to kind of listen to an album from start to finish and just find those special elements to you because each time you listen to it, obviously the artist has something that they're trying to portray and are going through themselves, but it definitely becomes a personal yeah. journey for each listener as well. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's, what's fun. We get to, you know, share our, our thoughts and, you know, though we have, you know, some of the same kind of thoughts, it's nice to hear someone else's perspective on an album. Absolutely. And if you're due to album worms, if you're wondering why Chris and I are doing this are a little bit about history. I recommend just going back to our first episode when we went over Nathaniel Rightliff's solo release, uh, and it's still all right. We have that one up and streaming right now. So make sure to go check that out. But should we just get started with uh, Jason Isbell? Actually, that's kind of a funny story before we get into this. We uh, were talking on our last episode, how do you pronounce Isbell? And I actually heard it pronounced a couple different ways on YouTube. (laughs) 
it was like Jason. So I think the safe way, I think maybe the way we'll go with it is just Jason Isbell. Um, yeah. But I also heard it pronounced heard that. Isbell. Isbell. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. It, it's a it's an interesting one. Isbell. I think yeah, I heard. I, I I was listening to like uh, Kona and Brian announced him. And I think he said Isbell. But then other then I heard. Um, other and like people announcing him like Isbell. Yeah. Uh so we'll go with Isbell. Yeah, that that sounds good. All right. Cool. Uh <laughs> are we ready to get into it then, Chris? Yes, I am. All right, let's listen to a little preview track just to give our listeners a little taste of what Jason Isbell and the 400 unit Reunions is all about. What have I done to help? What have I done to help somebody save me? What have I done to help? What have I done to help not myself? All right, so that should just give you a little flavor. We're not going to get into any too long clips on this show. We really want to inspire you to go out, either buy it or stream it wherever you like streaming it. Uh, But we definitely want to give you a flavor of the record that we're reviewing today, which is Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit and their release, Reunions. All right, so I have some album details for you, Chris. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. So I always like to start off with release date, May 15th, 2020, which is two days before my birthday. So this was the album release that kind of my birthday gift of the year. That's always cool. I don't know if you're like that, but I feel like new music is always kind of like a gift. So yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm always excited to see what's released around my birthday Uh, it's just a little weird thing you know for many that already know this about that are familiar with jason isbell but from 2001 to 2007 he was part of the band drive-by truckers and that's really how i came to know jason was from Mm -hmm. his work there yep i uh yeah i uh definitely kind of was like oh yeah Oh, he's got solo stuff. Okay. And started just kind of listening to his his own stuff. And that's that's exactly how I found out about him, too. Drive-By Truckers, if you're not familiar with them, very kind of similar in style. Um, and kind of that alt-country. I think Drive-By Truckers a little bit more straight-ahead rock. Yeah. Yep. And a little bit more. Jason can get political too, but I think Drive-By Truckers takes it kind of to the next level as far as being political. Yeah, no, definitely, I agree. It's a, it's it's kind of it's very different from Drive-By Truckers, which is is nice. You know, still you can kind of get some, you know, influenced by that, especially when you know that's the band he was in. It definitely makes sense. Right, yeah. You would. There's not like it wasn't a completely different genre. It's definitely yeah. kind of the same lane, but definitely mm-hmm. a different style. So since yeah. leaving Drive By Truckers, he released 
three solo albums starting in 2007. And then in 2009, he marked his first album with the 400 unit, which is a kind of backup band that he compiled of different artists and very kind of and similar in nature to kind of how Nathaniel Rateliff we talked about last time how he has mm-hmm. the night sweats yeah and I think for me personally um, the I really enjoy him having the 400 unit behind him so I'm glad that he went down this road and this is his fourth full-length album with the 400 unit uh, which seems kind of amazing to me i feel like they haven't been around that Uh long but already they have four albums and they've actually released a couple live albums as well yeah i uh i kind of you know was going through all the other albums too just a few songs from each just to kind of get a feel you know what was different from those albums in this one and it's it's kind of crazy to see someone have such a, an extensive catalog you know when you don't really think you're like oh wow three albums okay right i think he's kind of established himself as kind of a statesman uh for alt country kind oh, yeah. of being the, a staple or maybe yeah. the the person to kind of headline that genre yeah i would agree so another, a few other, I've like two other interesting facts about this album or just the 400 unit in general uh, before we dive into our questions. And the first uh, of those points I want to point out is Amanda Shires, who is married to Jason and mm-hmm. is a solo artist of her own. She's released solo four solo albums and is also part of the High Woman, which is kind of a super group that got really amazing kind of feedback from their first album they released last year. Yeah, I really like that one too. Yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. one. If you haven't heard of it, I definitely recommend it. But it was, I think it was in a lot of people's top 10 um, best albums of the year. It, it ranked, pre- it got very good feedback from the critics. So it is uh, Amanda Shires, Brandy Carlisle, <laughs> Natalie Hemby, and Marin Morris. Yeah. I If you guys haven't listened to it, I definitely think that's one you, you know, if you like this genre of music, you might want to check out if you haven't already. So my last kind of fun fact for us before we get into it is very kind of well-known is Jason is from Alabama. And do you happen to know how, where the 400 unit nickname or the name came from? I actually, I do not. So I looked it up and it is the nickname of a psychiatric ward in Florence, Alabama prior to the 1980s. So I guess in the 1980s, they remodeled it, renamed it. But in that area of Alabama, that is where the 400 unit nickname comes from, which I thought was kind of interesting to think of his backup band as coming from a psychiatric ward. Yeah, a bunch of crazy people. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
All right, so we should talk about our first question? Yeah, let's get into it. All right, so what was your first impression of the record, Chris? Um, I mean, I kind of, you know, the first, what, three songs are kind of, you know, more on the acoustic side. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe maybe he went, you know, a little more acoustic this, you know, this, this album. And then, you know, it kind of got into some songs with, you know, the full band. And I was like, oh, okay, wasn't expecting this, you know. Like what song, what, the fourth song starts with a really cool guitar part and electric. And I was like, oh, okay, not kind of, you know, not what I was thinking. It was heading down. Um, kind of, you know, took me a little bit to get into the first couple songs. Just, you know, you know, halfway through the, the record, I was starting to really enjoy it. And like, oh, it's kind of a nice mix of somber mixed, you know, with some, some heavier rock stuff and i kind of really started to enjoy it's like oh this is a nice mix how about you yeah for me the lead track really sucked me in what have i done to help Um, yeah i think it just really kind of from the get-go kind of felt like a different album from what he has put in out in the past and especially before when you look at some of the his solo records without the 400 unit it mm-hmm. feels like I always felt like Jason Isbell is very much kind of just like a straightforward all country, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Americana kind of gritty type um, singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this one, I felt like added a few more layers to to the record. It felt a little bit more uh, complex, and I've the one thing that kind of jumped out to me the most compared to his other uh, albums is this one felt like a genre jumped a lot more. I heard way more different genres of music uh, versus, and obviously Jason's voice is very iconic Americana, all country influence. And no matter what he's singing over, it's always going to have be kind of in that genre yeah for overall i think it really kind of genre hopped a bit yeah i uh i kind of felt that too it it wasn't like the whole record was one sound you know what i mean it kind of went oh we'll do some acoustic stuff here oh we'll do some rock stuff here we'll do some country stuff we'll kind of mix some stuff and it was kind of neat to kind of go through each song and kind of feel that okay this is more of a rock song cool okay this is more of a country song all right you know and then i found some of the songs kind of had a mix of both and it was it was cool i really i really like that i agree so let's talk about that even more specific because that leads into our next question which is what musical genres do you think influence this record oh man definitely country definitely rock and roll um maybe some soul i mean he's really good at kind of blending genres you know it's got some influence of a little bit of this you know a little little rock you know a little guitar solo 
and then some really good country stuff. What'd you think? Yeah, so obviously Americana country are the primary. That's where his where he lives as far as genre is concerned. But I heard a lot of different kind of genres throughout the record. So what have I done to help was very jazz kind of blues influenced mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. And especially with like the, the bass lines across the record and even the structure of what have I done to help how there's a long kind of outro where he kind of repeats the same um, line. What have I done to help? What have I done to help? Felt a little bit um, inspired by like gospel in, in some ways. And I don't know if that's kind of the Southern style that he was influencing, but I definitely heard it even uh-huh. gospel in that song. Oh yeah, man. And, and the song overseas, uh, the guitar sound kind of, you know, has some really beautiful electric guitar tone and it kind of really grabbed me. Um, and then the song running with our eyes closed, obviously, you know, it kind of reminded me of a band, and we were talking about this a couple days ago, uh, this band, Dire Straits. I don't know if he's influenced by them or if the band is influenced by them, but the guitar tone really kind of had this sound. And um, the song that, you know, I, I kind of remember was the Sultans of Swing by Dire Straits, and it has this really cool... I don't even know what they use on the guitars, but it's very kind of reminiscent of that song. And um, it was kind of cool to hear that and just immediately go to them. I'm like kind of hit over there. Like I've heard this guitar tone before. I've, you know, what, it, where, where, and finally I was like, Oh, it's dire straits. So then I was like, Oh, this is cool. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but you know, that's, what's cool about, this stuff you know it's kind of oh this reminds me of this and and i really enjoyed that about this record because i kind of it feels familiar you know it's it's a nice mix of a lot of things and i really enjoyed that so because you were we were texting about that particular song i was able to pull that song to kind of give us a little preview compare it to dire straits uh so what was that song again? Just to give us a lead in, Chris. Uh, it's uh, called uh, Running With Our Eyes Closed, like the beginning part. Right, okay. So we're going to start with uh, Running With Our Eyes Closed, and then we'll listen to Dire Straits, Sultans of Swing right after that. So here we go. Straits. You get a shiver in the dark, it's raining in the park, but meantime, 
So definitely what I could hear the similar uh, guitar tone for sure. Right, Obviously yeah. the Jason one was a little bit slower tempo. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But just the kind of guitar sound just was like, oh, that's cool. Kind of just immediately reminded me of that song. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I enjoy those conversations of talking about the, the comparison. So a few other like things I want to point out as well was so the song Be Afraid, mm-hmm. yeah, that felt like a pop, pop punk song to me. Like the drum part that they kind of had mm-hmm. and this chorus, even the lyrics kind of reminded me of a traditional kind of either punk or even pop punk song. Yeah. It's, it's fun to kind of, you know, things pick you pick up on, you know, the the artist may not even have any in, you know intention of oh I didn't intentionally do that but it's nice to kind of have songs or parts of songs kind of remind you of a certain thing or a certain sound or a certain musical genre that you know the artist might not even have intentionally done you know I, I really enjoy that and and now I'm kind of always paying attention to that. You know, I don't know if you're doing that, but it's it's kind of neat. You know, I really have been enjoying picking little things that I find now. You know, and I never used to do that. And, uh, yeah, that, it's just kind of neat that, you know, he takes from so many different things or just has his own kind of sound, you know. I agree. Uh, and so when we're talking about the genre hopping as well so we talked about there's like like some jazz and blues influence and uh-huh. gospel yeah, we yeah, talked to obviously keys. right yeah totally yeah and we talked to there's uh, some pop punk i felt saint peter's autograph felt more like a senior uh-huh. songwriter type song yeah definitely which kind of felt different than the rest of the record you know i was watching a youtube thing on his gear it was like a gear check i forget what channel it was on but you know watching him kind of nerd out about his guitars about his amps and then even lately on instagram watching him you know he's just he's a music nerd too i can tell you know and it doesn't surprise me that he takes from a lot of different genres yes and I actually heard an interview too that, and he was saying that he practices guitar five hours every day. Yeah, I mean, I don't doubt it. Which also pays kind of note what it takes to be a professional musician and the practice you have to put into it. It's yeah, not just definitely. about writing a song, going out and touring. There's so much more craftsmanship that has to go into it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a nice little peek into the window as far as the work ethic that Jason yeah, yeah. has. Yeah, definitely. I, I appreciate that because you can just tell he's a music nerd. You know, he just loves music. So the last kind of genre hopping point that I wanted to kind of point out uh, or talk with you, Chris, was it gets easier. It mm-hmm. felt more rock influenced. 
and I heard a lot of Bruce Springsteen in that yeah, particular definitely. song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. You know, I was kind of thinking, going through, I think through a lot of the album, it's got some Springsteen to it, you know, with how Springsteen uses a full band, keys, and it's got that kind of soul, you know, rock sound. And, um, you know, that's just another thing, you know, intentional or not, you know, it's great. You know, it kind of always, you know, how big of a Springsteen fan I am. So, you know, it's kind of nice to have these little influences that kind of make you think, oh, yeah, maybe he was listening to Springsteen when he was writing this record or, you know, it's pretty cool. I agree. And I think for the music nerds out there, I hope, and then for people maybe not as nerdy as us, but looking just to listen to music or new music, it works both ways so listening to this record kind of inspired me to go back and listen to dire straits and bruce springsteen and dive mm-hmm. into some of those old records yep. and i hope maybe those people that are familiar with those older bands and realize that there's some newer artists that have some of these influences and dive into maybe some of the unknown artists that are kind yeah. of influenced by those rock legends yeah it's pretty fun i really in- you know, enjoy doing this and, you know, for this reason we get to, you know, pick apart something and, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty fun to be able to listen to something and whether you've heard him before or not, you know, like you said, maybe if you like Bruce Springsteen, you'll be like, oh, I'll give this a listen and maybe you'll really enjoy it. There you go. Yeah. So let's go to our next question. Did you pick up on any themes throughout this record? You know, I, I kind of, you know, some of the songs were, you know, pretty heavy, I feel, you know. But I feel like it was kind of placed, like, very strategically. So it was like, oh, you know, you've got some really good songs, and then we're going to put a little heavier song, maybe darker song in here. And But, you know, the, I think, think the whole album kind of flows, and it's very country influenced so you have a lot of that in the record um but you know he's he definitely can rock out too and and that's kind of how i feel it kind of ebbs and flows with the way that they put the songs into the record you know so you got you know like i said in the intro it's like the first couple songs are acoustic and very kind of flowy and then you hit hit you with a a rock song electric and just in your face guitar solos and i really enjoyed that uh what about you so we haven't really talked quite about jason's songwriting kind of style and he kind of has this reputation for being very confessional but yet being a storyteller at the same time so some of his like lyrics are very personal and kind of dive into just like very confessional related topics, but then he does it from like a narrator's standpoint. So kind of mm-hmm. just this storytelling aspect. So it's, in some ways it's a little confusing, not knowing or being able to kind of, it's not like a 
full story like some some albums are um mm-hmm. but it definitely still all ties together and it, he kind of carries that theme across where it's definitely confessional but he also does it from uh-huh. a storyteller's point of view yeah definitely and then like there is like the lyrics on it gets easier last night i dreamed i'd been drinking and that is an example of kind of more the confessional aspect of this and i think this is his fourth record from being substance free um, i think it was alcohol addiction prior mm-hmm. to that so a lot of artists we talked about this even with nathaniel rateliff and richard swift and why organizations like music cares exist is it's kind mm-hmm. of this hard lifestyle and yeah. to get out of it is it's can be difficult so and it still weighs on you after it's long in your past even yeah that's i, I kind of forgot about that i'm glad you brought that up and it, so with that there is kind of a some of those lyrics made it a kind of haunting record at times. And I didn't realize this, but I read a music review. I think it was on Rolling Stones, the music review that pointed out that the word ghost appears five different times on this record. Oh, really? That's interesting. I thought that was a little interesting. So it kind of goes into like this things that are kind of haunting him. And I read, I heard an interview with him as well. And it, it takes him a while. He's usually reflects on things that he's writing about. It's like it, that happened in the past. So it's, mm-hmm. he's not really writing about things that are currently a lot of this more reflections, which I think is definitely okay. kind of adds to the yeah. theme. Yeah, definitely. And then musically, like one of the th- themes that I kind of stood out to me was I noticed there was a lot of long outros, which isn't typical, I don't think, in modern music that are trying to be, like, radio-friendly. But I feel a lot of his records kind of had these long... All the scening was done, and there would still be, like, 30-plus seconds of just instrumental. Yeah, I mean, you know, I... I think, you know, it's kind of one of those things that you're able to do, you know, when you kind of, you might have a song or two that might be a radio song, but, you know, I think that goes back to being the musician, you know, and just kind of playing, you know, it's like, oh, this fits, let's keep it. And I think he's, you know, I've I've seen him play before and, you know, he just kind of plays you know right. and and uh i think that shows up on those because you know I, I think it's nice it's, it's nice to have you know those outros where you're just like oh this is cool you know just kind of nice little fade out right it definitely seem i mean when you open a record with a six minute and 40 seconds on you're pretty much telling radios yeah. you don't care <laughs> Especially yeah. when I, I think I, I, that's potentially one of the stronger songs on the album. Oh, yeah. I, I would agree. And I think that's kind of what it's like. It's like, well, 
if you want this to be on the radio, you can cut it down. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but I like it, and I like the, you know, obviously the song as a whole fits really well, and that outro's great, you know. I really enjoyed that whole song. It was one I definitely found myself playing again and again. All right, so let's talk about musically and some of the instruments that stood out to you. And I can go first on this one since yeah. you've gone a yeah. couple times. So yeah, to definitely. me, <laughs> the bass was really mm-hmm. my probably my favorite part of this record. And I'm a bass player, mm-hmm. so I'm going to probably notice those scenes. And oh yeah, from the get-go, the first track, What Have I Done to Help, the bass line is so good. Even on the song overseas as well i felt like the highlight of the baseline with the chorus was really cool and as i mean it's pretty rare for a bass to stand out and i feel like this is the first time bass was this prominent on any of jason's uh-huh. previous work and i think that additional element was what kind of helped make it feel like it's kind of progressed and uh, had it more layers because it wasn't i think i've going back and watching like youtube videos of him performing live i think on some of his old stuff he'd even tour with a bass player he just had like an acoustic guitar and a couple of electric guitars and no bass player <laughs> so um interesting m- or maybe that was just the one thing that i saw online but uh-huh. um that really so jimbo hart was the bass player on this record so shout out to Jimbo because I think he crushed it on this record. Oh yeah, oh yeah. the The rhythm section was really cool. That was one thing I put down, you know. Um, and then for me, just you know, I'm a tone nerd and I just love guitar tone. I feel like every song was a little bit different guitar sound. Um, you know, you had your screeching guitar solo, but then some of the songs you had you know a very clean guitar but you know everything sounded really good you know i almost had that element of kind of raw sound to it i don't know if you picked up on that but i just feel like it was kind of raw and not super polished which i'm a fan of because i feel like sometimes some records can sound way too polished and way too refined and kind of loses its grittiness and that's what i like in in music like this country and rock you know that grittiness that makes the music sound real to me yeah the raw i feel like i've heard that across all of his music and yeah it just seems like this kind of straightforward no excuses like alt country and kind of there's a grit to it there's a the rawness to it because of just the emotion and the style he plays kind of attributes to that yeah i agree so the other thing that stood out to me was just really enjoying amanda shire's work on this record some the uh-huh she played fiddle and i think that additional element really worked well and made it feel like the 400 unit was more than 
just like uh, adding a guitar or drummer to Jason's solo work to add a little bit more um, like a full band feel. Uh-huh. And and then having her around obviously helps with some of the harmonization. And I think that really stood out on River. Um, I think it was a really good compliment yeah. to Jason's lead vocals. I would agree. It was It was really nice to hear. Cool. So we go to our next question. You ready for it? Yeah, let's go. All right. So favorite track on the record? Um, for me, it was Only Children. Uh, just that kind of acoustic part in the beginning and very kind of somber. And, you know, for e- everything, the acoustic guitar part was great. And um, just his use of lyrics you know like um cold coffee on the fire escape uh, we beat it all or we bet it all on the demo tape you know he's really good at kind of you know writing lyrics to um give the listener kind of a a feeling of being there you know like i listen to that song it's like i'm picturing you know everything he's talking about in that song and it just it's very you know from lyrics to you know the way he wrote the song it's just uh it's one of my favorites on the on the album yeah i think he does a good job about describing the atmosphere and makes you kind of feel like you're sitting there with him listening to it yeah yep totally so i think for me I would have to go with what have I done to help. Uh, That one just really got me into this record to start with. It's the lead track. And I think it it just, that's the one I have to go back with. Um, I Mm -hmm. also really like River. Um, River was also a really uh, good track, but overall, I think just the, the way that, first track grooves and I like the bass line and how it kind of ha- it felt like a little bit more like blues and gospel influence like we talked about but overall I thought them as Jason and the 400 unit together as a collective that was a really good if I was going to try to introduce someone to Jason Isbell and the 400 unit I feel like that would be a good song to start them with uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I like all those. I mean, I really liked the whole album. Um, it's just, it was kind of hard for me to just pick one. <laughs> so back in the day, I used to write uh, album reviews. I don't know if you ever remember me doing that, Chris, back oh, when yeah. I was in college. Oh, yeah. So one of the things that I would do whenever I wrote an album review was a recommended if you like so r i y l and then Uh it would just be like recommended if you like so i thought that would be fun to do that for this record um i right off the bat put down a band called american aquarium i don't know if you've listened to them that is on my list as well okay there we go obviously drive by truckers for obvious reasons um Sunvolt, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Yep. Also um, on my list. 
Yeah, right. I figured I was like, you're probably going to have quite a few. Uh, what about you? So I had pretty much everything that you had. So I put <laughs> Drive-By Truckers, American Aquarium, Sunvolt, and Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I had Bruce too. That. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like any of those bands or if you like this record and looking for other music, those are other artists that you should go check out and listen to as well. What, if you had to pick, like, I know we talked about him kind of genre hopping. If you had to pick, like, what genre would you put this in? Oh, shoot. I mean, uh, rock. I mean, I, I could see it in a rock as a rock album. I think it stands on its own. Um, it could be definitely Americana, uh, you know, because he takes from so many different um, musical genres. Um, yeah, I would probably say rock, country rock, you know, somewhere in there. Yeah, I agree. And, and I, Americana, I maybe would have to go with, yeah. um, but also yeah, like go with that alt country. I could see that, mm-hmm. uh, or even just yeah, calling definitely. it Southern rock as well. Yeah, definitely. That's a good one. All right, so our last question of the day, best time and place to listen to? Why don't you go first? All right, so for whatever reason, I have this picture in my head of listening to this record of just chilling on a porch. So if it's like a back porch or a front porch and either like by a fire or... Like, 4th of July, I feel like really kind of an example of, like, the type of atmosphere that I feel like. But so on the Dreamsicle, one of the songs on the record, the lyrics was a Dreamsicle on a summer night in a folding lawn chair. So I think that just in that was, like, a good summarization of what that type of vibe it is. And Mm -hmm. folding lawn chair, a summer night back porch front porch whatever it might be sipping on a beer yeah exactly yeah a pbr yep i kind of got the same vibe you know i put it on at the barber shop a few times and most people were like oh this is good would it you know you know it's it's that kind of nice you know you've got your you know songs that are a little more on the mellower side but then you know you got the the ones you can rock out to but yeah, I definitely feel like you could just, you know, sit on the chair out, you know, outside, grilling maybe, you know, barbecuing, um, hanging out with your friends. And that's kind of the vibe I got when listening to this record. Yeah, I mean, it says it in one of the songs on a summer night in a folding lawn chair. Yep. It has to be yep. the best time and place to listen to. Yep, definitely. So one thing that I will say though, as far as talking about best time and place, so I think that summer night in a folding lawn chair overall, best description, best time and place to listen uh-huh. to, but the song Letting You Go, which talks about kind of letting his daughter go, mm-hmm. uh, talking about kind of wedding and uh, I'm assuming that she's still younger. I don't know how old his daughter is, but 
to me, that song yeah. should overtake the and become maybe the new butterfly kisses for the daddy daughter dance at weddings. I, mean, I don't know if maybe that's what <laughs> he was going for with that song, but butterfly kisses way overplayed. You have a new song. Go check it out. Jason is about 400 <laughs> unit letting yeah, you definitely. go. You have a new daddy daughter dance for weddings. <laughs> I love it. All right. So I think that wraps up this episode, Chris. Oh, well, you know, I had a lot of fun again. You know, this is great. As always, very enjoyable to talk music with you, Chris. Yes, likewise. Thank you to everyone for listening to our little book club for albums. Our next episode, we will be discussing Laura Marlene's latest release, Son for Our Daughter. Looking forward to next week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next time we re- record because I really enjoy that record. And I think if all goes according to plan, that will be our first episode where we'll have our first guest as well. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. So go listen to that record if you want to follow along with us. Be sure to subscribe to make sure you get updates whenever we release a new episode. And until next time... I'm Sean. And I'm Chris. And we're Album Worms. Worms.